Hello, SDG Talks community. Kevin Sofin here with your mini-series from the Unleashed 2022 Innovation Labs in Mysore, India. A lot of these interviews occurred during the mornings in the eating hall. You will also notice my voice getting progressively worse as the week went on, so please excuse the not-so-perfect audio. There are many fascinating conversations here with brilliant people covering all the sustainable development goals, and I'm excited to hear your feedback and questions from the content. A special shout out to the Unleash Secretariat, Comonix, HCL, Infosys, and the countless other partners that made this incredible event happen. Now enjoy the content and keep on SDG talking. We're on the final day, tier tier, of Unleash alongside Gita Vashnavi. Vashnavi, yeah. Vashnavi. You got that right. I didn't butcher it too much. Not too um, much, yeah. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing really good. I had a great game of cards last night. Got to hang out with a couple of friends. And yeah, a lot of brilliant ideas popped up from that. And thanks to you, Kevin, for asking me to be an extrovert. So yeah, having a good time here. That makes me so happy and proud that you set up. It can be a little overwhelming here when there's just a lot going on, especially if you classify yourself as an introvert. Regardless of that, everyone here wants everyone to win and to be successful and happy and... I'm really glad to hear you've made some good connections. I think a lot of credit goes to the facilitators here. I think you guys, the way you have been with me from day one, there is so much that I could share. You made me comfortable. You built that safe zone for me and also kind of helped me to overcome my weaknesses, which I believe is definitely being an introvert. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be out there. If you're not speaking for yourself, nobody else is going to speak for your work. So I'm so, so grateful to you, Bryce, Phoebe, for all of you to help me understand this. And yeah, work upon it. Thank you so much for saying that. We didn't pay her to say that either. She said that. (laughs) So I've had the fortune to get to know you more throughout being climate action. Others have not. Track that I didn't want. I wanted to be in the education track. However, I'm glad. I think, again, the universe wanted me to be in the climate action track so that I could meet some amazing people like you. That's right. So let's rewind a little bit. Tell me about you. And ultimately, what led you to getting here to Unleash? Okay, that's actually a long journey. But yeah, I'll actually start from... So I am a Kashmiri Pandit. My community faced mass genocide in the 1990s. And uh, I was three years old. And some of my first early memories are of my elder sister carrying me from one room to another. And our home filled with people who were in despair, who needed help. And my first memory also, I recollect as a child, how my family stood up for community service, how my grandparents, my parents stood up to help those who were in need. And I think those were the times where community service and, you know, service before self, uh, some of the core values that I have got ingrained in me. As a child, I grew up in an atmosphere in my home. My grandfather was one of the first Kashmiri playwrights. My dad's elder brother is an actor. He's from one of the finest uh, National School of Drama from New Delhi. I grew up in an environment full of art, full of Kashmiri folk art tales and whatnot. And however, while I was growing up, I slightly, I think, swayed away uh, when I took up uh, after education, uh, you know, in college. I took up, uh, I went into the corporate world. I took up job as a human resource uh, consultant. After working for five years, I wasn't happy with my work. I wasn't doing anything that was like really meaningful. And one day I just walk up to my dad and I tell him that, you know, I want to be an artist. 
apparently my dad also wanted to become a sculptor when he was young and i would say he was one of the finest and really gifted person he couldn't follow his dream because he had responsibilities and uh, there was a lot going on however when my time came he was slightly skeptic i would say because in india you know you have to do your masters you have to become a doctor or an engineer that's like the normal you know route and i actually wanted to become a street artist which was a shock for him however he told me if you are able to prove yourself and if i see you're happy i'm going to become your strength and then over the years uh, i joined delhi street art collective and our prime minister also mentioned about the work that we have done across india so through delhi street art collective what we do is we transform uh, communities with arts and public spaces we transform public spaces into beautiful pieces of art which not only intrigue mind but also leads to action by people in various ways like we paint for climate action for women empowerment for girl child education and yeah i think that was something that got me into uh, something that i truly love which is close to my heart which is art after yeah sorry so, this no no this is just i'm so interested in everything you're saying okay but art just like dive into that a tiny bit what is the power of art in transforming communities oh i'm a firm believer in the power of the arts i, I have seen this on ground you said what is the power of art in transforming the community so i'll i'll just share an example we work with a lot of anganwadis anganwadis are like these community schools which are based pan india and there are like they would be probably in lakhs now in these anganwadis what we try to do is we build a inviting space for students we paint these community uh, schools so beautifully that the children are attracted to come and learn there a lot of children who come from marginalized communities as well as underserved communities their parents are not educated the zeal of them to study is not that strong they don't understand the importance of education but when we transform their uh, classrooms they are drawn to it art attracts them to come and study Yeah so I think that's very powerful and also places like slums and you know where people would look down I have been part of complete slum transformation and now they've turned into walking street art galleries we have people like you coming from US California where not and asking us oh can you take us for a special tour to these slums that you've turned into street art galleries so i believe that's the power of arts places where people would shy away from places where people would not even look again are going for street art tours children are going to schools because of art so yeah i think that's pretty powerful and tell me about some of the art and particularly i want to know about your art what is your art what's unique what tell us like paint a picture of it in words sure so the first collection that i started were oil paintings and i called the collection epiphany for kashmir which means a new beginning for my homeland in these paintings i try to paint you know pain trauma as well as hope in a single frame and i try to evoke you know emotions in the viewer so that they can feel what the beauty that the kashmir has as well as you know the difficulties that have been inflicted upon people one of my paintings is called resurrection of poets and artists in this painting i have painted the massive beautiful chinar trees in kashmir which turn into hues of crimson orange and golden during the autumn fall season and they just look majestic and beautiful and under those trees i've painted poets and artists just writing their poetry creating their art 
And in the same frame, I have also painted a poet whose home has been burned down due to a terrorist and an army encounter. He lost all his artwork. So in the same frame, I've tried to put a dream, which is a dream for the future, and also what's happening on the ground, the reality. Within the art, I love how you talked about blending the past and the pain and the trauma yeah. of the past and, and, and using that as a source of inspiration. And I know sometimes you hear examples of history where we want to hide the past yeah. and we maybe don't want to relive the past, but we need yeah. to acknowledge yeah. the past. How does acknowledging the past help overcome trauma to move towards a better future? Sure. I just wanted to, you know, give a small example which what happened with me recently when I visited Kashmir. So in the past, we've had like two communities which have uh, lived very peacefully, Kashmiri Muslims and Kashmiri Pandits, very peacefully. However, because of, I would say, leadership, wrong sort of leaders having power who ignite hate in the name of religion, these two communities went on loggerheads. And one of the community was completely displaced from their homeland, which are the Kashmiri Pandits, my community. Recently, I was in Kashmir, you know, doing workshops with the children. And one of the Kashmiri Muslim women, she was listening to me and she could hear how my grandmother sort of, you know, told me all the stories of... Uh, ancient Kashmir and how she instilled all these values, Kashmiri values in me. And my grandma could not visit her ancestral temple. Now this Kashmiri Muslim lady, uh, she was just so inspired to see me work with the children in one of the most dangerous locations with me. She decided that last day she's going to take me all the way to this temple. She climbed 300 steps for me, cleared all the security barriers, <laughs> took me on the top of the mountain. So this is the beauty, you know, of how people come together. And she acknowledged that in our past, in our history, what had happened was wrong. And she felt our pain as well. And she could see that she also feels, I feel the pain of of the of you know our community across uh, barriers across religion in Jammu and Kashmir and I'm somebody who's trying to help everyone and yeah I mean it's so very important to acknowledge your history and th those are such strong lessons that we can learn not repeat the mistakes our forefathers have made learning from our past is a wonderful thing it's okay to make a mistake at one point in time acknowledge it and move forward yeah. I appreciate what you're doing to cultivate the community through art yeah. That's very special. And my next question would be, so what are you doing now? And like, what's, what's next? And how, like, how can your art mobilize the Kashmiri community in this area for good? What's happening now? And what's the most important things that you think needs to happen? Sure. From past uh, one and a half year, Actually, street art, uh, art has gone on a back foot because I've put all my energy into building my foundation, which is Jammu and Kashmir Arts Foundation. Now, what Jammu and Kashmir Arts Foundation aspires to do is to become an ad tech where we will be implementing art-based programs into our traditional education system. And when I say art-based programs, I mean programs where we can unleash the inner artist in children. Um, and also, you know, get a mu virtual museum tours organized for them. It's not easy for every child to visit Louvre. It wasn't even easy for me to visit Paris, but I warned them. I remember the first time when I visited Paris, the impact it had on me. I was fortunate enough to have funds. Many kids aren't, but don't they deserve to see 
what the Renaissance was all about, what Da Vinci painted or Michelangelo. I believe every child should. That is what an artist, when an artist paints, there is so much that he's trying to tell to the world. And if we don't take that art to children, how will the world know about their ideas, which is so very important. So through our programs, we have virtual tours for children, museum tours. Apart from that, we also, I'm also trying to create awareness about the Indian tribal folk art forms. I believe the world knows about, you know, cubism by Picasso, realism by Da Vinci, but people don't know about the Indian tribal folk art forms. And I'm somebody who has worked so much on Gond art, Madhubani, Varli. These are our traditional folk art forms. I also teach these art forms to children. I believe the kind of creativity that I see when these kids paint, it's just next level. So, yeah. Remember uh, at the beginning of the podcast when you had mentioned that you were slightly an introvert? Yeah. You, whether it was an introvert or an extrovert, you're so eloquent and amazing at communicating your story. Thank you so much. And I want much. nothing more than this to keep digging into yeah. all these aspects you just talked about, particularly this this Indian art form that, yeah. like you said, there's a lot of, maybe we see some of these other art forms that are highlighted a bit more in modern media. Yep. Um, but what was the Indian art form called again? There is Madhubani, then Gond, then Varli, then Kalamkari, Kaligat painting, there are so many. India is so rich with art. And that is what I want the people in the world to see. You I know? think you should yeah. start a podcast oh and my or God. a video, whatever. Yeah. I want to know all about those. We can okay. spend the next six hours talking, I'm sure, about the nuances of all those different art forms. But yeah. you have so much knowledge Thank you. and insights to share. Yeah. That I think drives not only the amazing aspects of some of the Indian culture, but can use arts for good. Yep. And really there's so much power in how we can use art. And I watched the um the singer last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Nemo got, Patel. He Nemo was Patel. amazing. I got goosebumps yeah. just hearing him talk. <laughs> and there's ways that you can harness culture yeah. and media and context to really do good. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're doing. Yep. So first I'm really proud of you. Second, I wanna kind of try and wrap this up in a way that we're here in Unleash. We're here in Mysore, India. It's yeah. crazy that you and I we're brought together in this world here and I can't wait for what's next. Yep. If you had to summarize Unleash in three sentences or less or 10 words or whatever, what's been your Unleash experience? Oh, I think it has unleashed the extrovert in me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is how I would want to sum it. For an introvert to be surrounded by like uh, folks from 80 plus countries, my God, this can be an overwhelming experience every day sitting on a dinner table with 10 random people. But I think it has really unleashed the extrovert in me. And yeah, I hope I'm able to make this as my strength. Yeah. It already is your strength. And what would you say to someone that's potentially interested in participating in Unleash, but is on the fence or doesn't know or unsure about it? What would you say to that person? I would say do not even think twice. Just go for it. I mean, what I would take back is like such beautiful friendships with the facilitators, with the community. Uh, and everyone I've seen, there is this very warm kindness that each and every person that I've met till now has. And if you're missing out on this experience, trust me, you're missing out on something that can be very constructive for you as an individual. For me, I found so much, I think, that I'm going to take back from this experience. And I would highly encourage everyone to sort of, you know, become a part of the community, even if you can't, be, cannot get selected as a talent. I believe there were 19,000 applications out of which 1,000 were selected talents. So even if they cannot, somehow find a way, figure a way to become a part of the community. And I'm sure it'll be very, very helpful. 
Gita, I'm so proud of you and so excited for what's to come because you have such a good heart, a good soul, and you're, you've already done amazing work, but with the right people, the right teamwork, your potential for impact is endless. Thank you so much, Kevin. I think I'm certainly going to write a book one day in my life, and you're going to be the, the guy <laughs> who turned me into an extrovert. Yeah, yeah. Well, Over the period of like 10 days, you had the most shy introvert person you got, an artist who quietly likes to sit in her studio, paint, have, wouldn't tell the world about her work, but that's important. That's how I can build my foundation. I want to know about your work. I want to yep. know, yep. we want to know about your work. Thank you. You are doing important change. Yeah. And all I can say on behalf of SDG Talks, Unleash, everyone, is keep going. Thank you so much, Kevin. I think every single minute spending you with you has been so much fun and I will cherish that a lot. Yeah, thank you. Vice versa. Thanks thank for saying that. Thank you for having me at, on your podcast. Yeah, I'm glad that we could finally have it. Hey, there's no time like the present. <laughs> yep. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash in United Nations community. The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.